Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back, True Crime Archivists. Welcome back. That threw me off. I wasn't expecting you to start as soon. Well, you can get, I asked if you were ready. I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> yes. Happy Monday. So today we're talking about some more bank <laughs> robberies. Yeah. Um, apparently, this guy that we're talking about is a well-known prolific serial bank robber in the U.S. I'd never heard of him before. And you said when I mentioned him earlier, you said you hadn't heard of him either. Mm-mm. So he's known as the Friday Night Bank Robber. His name is Carl Gugasian. You'd never heard of him? No. He essentially like taught the FBI his ways because he's he's like credited as being like one of the best. He originally had a 115 year sentence and he got it commuted down just to 17 by cooperating with the FBI. Mm-hmm. He like created a training video for them that is shown uh, to law enforcement academies. Across the United States. <laughs> but I'd never heard of him. Okay, before we celebrate him, are we going to get to his crime? Well, yeah, I'm just telling oh, okay. you. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, like, I've yeah. never heard of him before. And I, so I, you hadn't either. So I think that's interesting that he's apparently a well-known, prolific serial bank mm-hmm. robber. Well, I my organization didn't do bank robberies. That's the FBI's purview. I mean, yeah, but you'd never heard of him. You would think. No, I haven't. Maybe, maybe one time I haven't. No, it's not anything that stuck with me. Like we'd heard of, we've heard of a bunch of other type, different types of bank robbers. He robbed more than fifty banks over a thirty-year period. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was literally just about to say that. Over the course of thirty years, he robbed more than fifty banks in Pennsylvania and surrounding states for a total of more than two million dollars. However, a couple other sources that I read said that he went all the way up the East Coast into New England. Mm-hmm. So it was either the surrounding states all the way up. Um, apparently, he also outdid John Dillinger and Bonnie and Clyde combined. So he uh, got away with more money than John Dillinger and Bonnie and Clyde combined. Mm-hmm. How much money? I just said more than $2 million. Oh, well, how much is it in today? It was over the course of 30 years. Oh, okay. That's a, cool. you're going to you're asking me to math in public. <laughs> 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 I didn't okay. attempt that because it's it, it I mean the inflation has gone up over yeah, yeah, the yeah, course yeah. of It's probably way more than that. Right? Yeah. Like today's money. Yeah, which is probably okay. why they they say that. He was born on October 12th, 1947 in Broomall, Pennsylvania, which is in Marple Township, Delaware County. Mm-hmm. Carl's parents were for, from Armenia, so they were actually immigrants. He committed his first robbery at the age of 15 years old. He just went into a candy store and stole. Now, it was unclear if he stole merchandise or if he stole money, mm-hmm. but he stole from a candy store. From that offense, he was sentenced to two years at a youth facility at Camp Hill State Correctional Institution in Pennsylvania. And then once out of the youth facility, Carl received his bachelor's degree in electrical engineering from Villanova University. From there, he joined the Army. 
Okay, some interesting life choices now. Seems like he's turning it around, right? Yeah, Villanova is a good school, and oh, army, and it yeah. doesn't stop there. So then he joins the army, um, where he was stationed at Fort Bragg in North Carolina, and he received special forces and tra- tactical weapons training. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that, he also did karate. That's important to note for later. <laughs> and okay. he was a black belt. And then again, after that, he got his master's degree in systems analysis from the University of Pennsylvania. And then he did doctoral work in statistics and probability at Penn State University. So he is a PhD? Yep. Wow. He was bored. He was bored. Is that what you said? Yeah. And yeah. That's why he, he started did. robbing banks. Oh, oh. So. Yeah, so... We'll get there, I know. Yeah. We'll peel back that onion soon. <laughs> I was worry. just saying, like, it was just some interesting... Yeah. It kind of seems like he's turning his life around from yeah, that sure first does. robbery. Right. But this is all to say that he's very intellectual. He's very smart, okay? Mm-hmm. He is now trained, okay, in the... First of all, just the Army, the special... What is it? What did I say? Where is it? Special Forces. Special Forces and w- tactical weapons training, right. okay? And then he is an electrical engineer. Mm-hmm. And then he is Bi- a bypass alarm systems. What? I'm just I'm just listing off things like how you relate that to bank robbery. Oh, Bi- okay. Bypass. Yeah. Um, alarm systems. Okay, good. Okay. Um, and then statistics and probability. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are all very. And also karate. <laughs> he's okay. he's a black belt. So these are all like pretty good. The way out. Yeah. Yeah. These are all pretty good skills to have. So right. needless to say, he was a planner. He would, so after all of this, when he's in school, he starts to plan the perfect bank robbery. He just has it in him that he is capable of planning. Because he's bored. Yeah. He just wanted, yeah, he just wanted to do it. Uh Um, He also, it'll be noted later that after, which is, I don't really understand why he makes Mm -hmm. a statement because he did join the army. He did get a doctorate. He got a master's and a bachelor's in like these big degree fields. He makes a comment to police and says that after that first offense, when he was a kid, he didn't know that your record is expunged as a child. Mm-hmm. So he what? thought he, he didn't was, know that. No, at the time he didn't know that. So he thought that he would never be able to get a good enough job. Right. And so that's why he continued to ah. rob banks. But that doesn't make sense uh, to me to because that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I guess th- like, I think he was bored. He went to school for these bank robberies mm-hmm. like he learned all of these things to commit the perfect robbery but he mm-hmm. that's what he ends up telling law enforcement is that he thought he was never going to have like a respectable life or job or anything but yeah it makes no sense because he he joined the army yeah <laughs> he, they have him credited as as being a veteran now he would sit outside of banks and just watch the banks for like a few days at a time Kaysen, the joint yep he would learn employees patterns how many employees there were, what cars they drove, you know, their schedules. He studied street street maps. He would study, like, topography. That's just maps. Yeah, the type of map. That's the type of map, I thought. Yeah, but that's, like, showing mountains and stuff, I think, isn't it? What, like, yeah. what's... Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, He. That's what I'm saying. So, he would study the terrain around oh. the bank. Okay. He And he would study street maps. Um, he wanted to choose... Uh, a bank that was like safe for him to rob. Yeah. So it had like usually had like a wooded forest area right near because so he, he would did run he have off a formula the then I wonder a formula of what what went into it. This is probably what yeah. it was. And yeah. never and everything I read it yeah. didn't call it a formula. Yeah. But yeah. So a forest close by then. Yes, and a highway. 
So he mm-hmm. would always make sure that there was like a wooded forest area that he could run into uh, because he would, I'll get here in a second, he would hide stuff. Yeah, okay. He's very smart. He basically would just study the banks uh-huh, and sure. pick the right ones that were going to be like the safest, right? In my notes, I wrote, well, yeah, he is an engineer and then he has tactical training from the army. Yeah. I'm not surprised that these are the things he would do. Right. He also, now this is where he gets his nickname, the Friday night bank robber. Yeah. He would rob the bank's Friday nights <laughs> because he figured that there would be more money and less customers right before they close. Yeah, it makes sense because people are out doing what they're going to do, getting ready for the weekend. They're not going to be in the bank unless it's a payday Friday. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. feel like he probably knew that, though. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. would probably do it like every other yeah. Friday yeah, yeah, or whatever. Right, right. But people get paid still on every other Friday, so... It could be whatever. All right, but that makes sense, though, because most yeah people may not, you know, be at the bank on Friday. He would be in and out in two minutes. Oh, yeah? Two minutes and under. Yeah. He uh, would run usually into the nearby woods, which is what I mentioned. Um, already having planned all of this out and know where to run, he would stash all of his evidence um, and then ride off on a dirt bike to a van usually where he would get on the freeway. Uh, oh, so he had a dirt bike in there in the woods. Yeah, oh, and then and then a van on like another side. So but he would hide all that money there. So he wouldn't take anything with him. He would hide you know, all this of his stuff. This sounds familiar. I wonder if I heard have heard about this. Now so, the dirt bike riding the dirt bike off into the I still w- haven't heard. There's a few shows. There's a couple yeah. of fictional shows that are based oh, off of these Oh, maybe that's methods. that's what it is. Maybe I watched a movie where they rode, you know, they placed the dirt bike and rode. What movie was that? <laughs> Uh, okay. I actually hold on. I have it right here. It's that is on the Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page will tell you in pop culture. So Investigation Discovery has a documentary series called The Bureau. Season one, episode 12 is called The Hunted. That's about him. Yeah. And then The Place Beyond the Pines. So that's not about mm-hmm. him. But the main character who robs banks in that movie, he uses Carl uh Gugasian's method. Oh, okay. And that one. That sounds familiar. And then Canada has a true crime documentary series called Masterminds about Mm. Carl, Mm -hmm. titled The Friday Night Robber, Bank Robber. And then in 2013, 2013, a short film was based on him titled The Friday Night Bank Robber. So you might have. Okay. Yeah. It sounds. Okay. It sounds familiar then. Yeah, right. I the familiar right. thing to me is what I'm going to get to in a second, how uh-huh. he would disguise himself. I feel like I've seen other movies portray okay. this, too. OK, so like I said, he would have everything stashed in the woods to make his getaway. So mm-hmm. he would uh, have the intention yeah. to come back to get the money. So that's smart. He would like leave everything. OK. Oh, he left the money. Yeah. He would like leave the money stashed around places. He would leave all of the evidence. I'll get to it in a second. But he essentially has like bank robbing kits stationed all over the place Oh wow! like that yeah okay so now i'm gonna get into like the evidence and stuff that we know and the facts okay video footage from the surveillance footage we know that he wore scary mat and from him telling <laughs> everyone he would wear f- scary halloween masks typically characters from like horror movies uh freddy krueger i believe oh uh, yeah being yeah. his the most famous one Oh, my gosh, not prepared, scrolling the article, and they have the mask just chilling on yeah. a picture. It made yeah. me jump. I was It freaked me out because that's a scary mask. So he would specifically do that and wear baggy clothing to make sure he hid the color of his skin. Oh, wow. And to also hide his height and weight. He would move around like a crab once inside the bank and, like, move really fast. They literally described it as him moving like a crab uh, to... 
confuse any of the estimates of his height because you know how you've seen I've seen on TV like I'm sure we've all seen it on all the you know the fake the fictional TV shows where they I'm mm-hmm. sure this is a real thing though they look at the surveillance and they they say like oh he's this tall right yeah so he was trying to like avoid that he wore a scent blocker unclear of what oh wow yeah it was it didn't say like what it was but it said it was a scent blocker to hide his trail when he was running into the woods I just made a thought of everything. That's interesting. Once it's for, for like dogs and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. He thought of everything. Wow, he he really was trying to make this happen. He really was trying not to get caught. Yeah. Once inside the bank, too, he obviously had guns with him. Where he would, you know, he, it was. He says it was never his intention to actually shoot anyone or use the gun. It was just, you know, a scare tactic. He does uh-huh. end up shooting two people. Um, one of them ends up being on purpose. Or on accident, he says accident. The bank manager startled him, and so he fired. Uh, but he says that it was, you know, never his intention to actually use the gun. It was just something he used to scare people. But he would come he in. He shot a police officer, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He would come in. Uh, one was a police officer, and then one was a the bank manager. One of the bank managers. So he would come in and essentially just like jump on the counter. And, like, throw money in his bag real fast and then get out. And that's how he would be in and out in under two minutes. Mm-hmm. When when did he, when is this taking place? This is between 1981 and 2001. Okay. Is that 30 years? No, 1971. Okay. 81? 81. I have 81 right here. Yeah, 1981. Okay, for 30 but years. I think, All is right. that 30 years? Yeah, that's 20 years, All I right. think. But I have 1981 right here. We're specifically mostly talking about like the early 2000s when okay. it's caught right. stuff. Yeah, the bank manager, like I said, was shot in the abdomen on one robbery. And then on February 19th, 1981... Carl was robbing Fulton Bank in Dauphin County, Pennsylvania, and shot Sergeant Robert McAllister, who was responding to the robbery. Mm -hmm. Now, he died. Robert McAllister died in 2019 from complications from this shooting. Oh, he must have had 30 years worth of just hell. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, what complications lasted from 81 to 2019? And apparently statute of limitation ran out. I didn't think there was any statute of limitation for homicide, but. Okay. I literally have that next. I literally have the next. Listen, I said his death was ruled a homicide, but the statute of limitation. What? For homicide? Yeah. That's literally in my notes. I I guess it's per state. Yeah. So it ran out. So. That's insane. And this is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's insane. When he would hide, he would hide his plans, his equipment, like his face masks, maps, weapons, food, and ammo. Yeah. Food. I mean, he, he literally Yeah, he was everything. really prepared, this guy. So he would hide them in sealed PVC pipes, in concrete drainage, like, pipes under the ground. He would, mm-hmm. like, dig these big trenches and holes and, like, line them with concrete and blocks. Mm-hmm. And he used waterproof... Uh, tubs and bins man there's no witness that saw him do this no no so you want to know how he gets caught how someone found them yeah so two (laughs) on april fool's day in 2001 two boys a couple of boys were just playing in the woods oh so he got busted in 2001 yeah he gets arrested in 2002 but he gets uh yeah he is found out in 2001 which i didn't really like that seems so new still like that seems yeah (laughs) so it was it was like oh that's that's like 
recently. So the boys, uh, a couple of boys are playing in the woods in Radnor Township where they opened the one end of a sealed PVC pipe. My comment in parentheses is boys, boys are so weird. <laughs> like, why? Why? I mean, it's good that they opened it, but. Well, yeah. Bo- <laughs> boys found that other girl and st- stayed by the body in that case, remember? That's so, different. That was clearly yeah. something. So, man, I could just. So they found all this stuff. So, man, potential fingerprints, a profile. They can put together a profile, fingerprints, all kinds of stuff. Okay, so what happened? It's going to be much easier the way they find oh, him. You okay. might be a little disappointed. It's oh. nothing like really cool. Okay, so what did they find in these PVC pipes? And they call the police or? Yeah, so they, they go and get uh, the parents and they call the police. Yeah. And the boys take the police to this area and they find they find five guns, 500 bullets, eight scary movie masks, hand-drawn sketches with different coded headings. So he had like coded his head headings for each of these papers so he knew what each of them was and notes on a couple of different banks with maps that showed specific landmarks oh, specific banks so they let they yeah. put this stuff back in the ground they let they let him go rob the banks didn't they nope no <laughs> no so i mean you got you got lot numbers of the ammo you got all kinds of evidence there it's going to be something much he was stupid again like he for someone who was so so smart he did something so so stupid Mm -hmm. okay so he had maps that showed specific landmarks like telephone poles oddly shaped trees identifying things so he was writing down right apparently and now like i I said i already explained that these were all like in waterproof containers he had Mm -hmm. dug a big trench like he had he went through a lot of trouble to bury these okay so what they do because of these maps they follow these maps and they're able to find more small Hand dug bunkers filled with about forty seven thousand dollars in cash. Oh wow! That are there's a hundred five different there's a hundred five gallon yeah, plastic you know what? buckets. I feel like I saw this documentary now. Really? I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. I it I was feel, not familiar to me. I feel like I saw this documentary. Okay, go ahead. It was not familiar to me at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard this story. Go ahead. So they found the money from one of the bank mm-hmm. robberies. Remember, I said he left the money there. There was a hundred five gallon plastic buckets with the the th- the money in it. There was thirty guns, thousands of bullets and masks, climbing gear, makeup kits, and detailed income records. To which I just put question, question marks because I didn't really understand what that was for. But among the other things, this is this is what gets him. Okay, mm-hmm. among other things found in these bunkers was a flyer from a karate studio in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. He left a flyer. Oh, so they're to gonna, his they're gonna go. That's where they yeah, got him. They go straight to the karate studio and ask the owner about a middle-aged martial arts student who would also be very fit. The owner immediately God, I feel said, like "I know this story now." Really. Yeah. The owner immediately said Carl uh, Gugasian's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, and he was fifty-five at the time. I'm sorry, it's funny to me because like that's he's yeah, so intelligent. <laughs> he, I mean, he did get away with it for thirty years, but that's how you go down as you leave a karate. Like, why would you leave any identifying mm-hmm. thing? I'm sure. I'm sure there was fingerprints and stuff all over that, though. So, Carl at the time in 2001 was 55 years old and he actually was living right across the street from where the boys found all of that original evidence oh i wonder if he watched them um take the evidence yeah that was unclear it never says if they asked him that they never says if he but remember it was in the woods so i don't know if it doesn't he probably couldn't have seen it from his house because it sounds like he hit it he was pretty good in the woods so they go to the 
so they put together. Now they didn't do this overnight. They had to look at all this evidence, put yeah. it all together. Oh, he's not arrested till a year later. No, so and then yeah. and then they go, oh, this karate studio. So they go to the karate studio and they flash their badges, and they say they described him, and he says, yeah, this person. So they say, okay, thank you. And then they go away and they say, okay, we got a suspect potentially. Now yeah. we got to go do our background on them. So remember, the boys find the evidence on April 1st, 2001. Right. And Carl will be arrested February 7th of 2002. So it does take just about a year to gather yeah. all this stuff. I wonder how the... So I'm um, sure they went back and looked at his record. What, you know, the person at the karate studio kept their mouth shut. Probably. What? The person, the witness that said, oh, that's Carl... He kept his mouth shut and didn't tell Carl the next time he came in. Probably. That the police were looking for him. Okay, cool. Probably. Otherwise, so they, maybe so they he get a suspect now. Okay, and now they're piecing together his life and they're they're doing everything. They probably ran fingerprint tests. You know, they probably dusted for fingerprints. Because this is 2001 to 2, so now we have like more Yeah, no, no. They're, they're right. They're looking for fingerprints and things, but he probably was good about that. Yeah. Uh, right. Based off of where they arrest him, I'll get there in a minute. I think they were probably tailing him for a little bit too. I mean, the thing is, they probably had a lot of stuff to do, but they got a good lead, right? So you're right. Like they could have run the serial numbers from the banks. They have a ton you of know, guns. The guns, those numbers, the the lot number for the ammo. There's a lot of stuff they could do to backtrack, but they probably go, "Oh, this is the easiest way. Let's go to the karate store." Would you the karate studio? Would you, as an investigator, look at his history of his education and be like, "Hmm." I well, mean, with statistics. It's gonna, no, what's going to ha- what's happening is it's going to come up in the background investigation, right? And then they're going to put it together. Maybe talk to the profiler or somebody and say, "Oh, well, you know what? Uh, this now they could say this is this is like a professor. This is a right. a professor. Like, wh- where was he working at the time? I don't think he was working. Yeah. I think the so bank robberies like, was what he yeah, was doing. Yeah, they're probably like, this. he's a professor. He's probably writing papers. Why is he doing a bank robber? Or so, if somebody was thinking out of the box, they they probably said, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. This guy, look at look at all his education. Look at where his training is. So look, you would have at, waited you know. for like a profiler. Would you Would you have been suspicious? Looking well, at like that first no, bank robbery at 15. No, because they got a pretty decent suspect. So yeah. it, that wouldn't be the first thing. Right. Know? But even to just but like, it look could, at But it could be like, well... He's probably a professor, but we gotta we gotta follow this lead. We gotta track this down. Let's go see what he's doing. So just because of a doctoral and his master's and everything, yeah. you would immediately go towards professor. I guess at being uh, fifty five years old too. Yeah, like wh- like why is this guy? But nowadays you're trained to not not overlook those kind of things, right? Because sometimes yeah. the the most obvious thing is the is the right thing. Occam's Cause, razor. Because I'll tell you, like even though I was reading about it and knowing that he was the bank robber, robber yeah. as I was reading, I was like, he went to school for. Mm-hmm. Electrical engineering, yeah, they, they, statistics, I mean, analysis. Right. He like this is all in preparation. Yeah, and once they saw now, here's the other thing too. Once they saw how he packaged up all that evidence and like all the, the the tools and how he prepared, they probably did put that all together. Say that hmm, was from the army. Hey, this is pretty eccentric. Right? Yeah, this is pretty eccentric. How this guy prepped for this thing. Now, they. I wonder if they just surveilled him and found him going to one of his stash houses, one of his stash places. They probably like alerted. They probably alerted all the banks too. So 
they actually arrest him while he is going to the Philadelphia Free Library where he would normally go to plan out robberies while he was looking at the topography maps. Unbelievable. So that's why I said I think they were trailing him because it is known Mm -hmm. that in the last couple years he was using that library specifically to plan. So that's why I said he was still going to be planning robbing banks. He was going to continue to do this. That was his job. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Dumbass. (laughs) Yeah. So at first he does give a little bit of resistance to law enforcement, um, but apparently what was quoted in one of the articles is that his family members had no idea mm-hmm. that he was living this life. They, uh, I guess, convinced him to come clean and everything. And so he did confess, and he even showed police where there were more bunkers with more evidence of his robberies. Oh, wow. So they led him. He led him to more. Yeah, uh, he pled guilty to to armed robbery. And he was, like I said, supposed to receive a 115-year sentence, but because he cooperated so much, he uh, it was reduced to 17 years. While he was in prison, he taught math to other inmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and after only serving 15 years, he was released on May 5th of 2017 on good behavior. So he was he, 69 years old. He's he was alive. in jail for dicks when I've been through training there. Really? Yeah, yeah. What's 2004, 2014. Now? It's uh, expeditionary training for deployment and stuff. Yeah, for the Air Force. What state is that in? Uh, New Jersey. So there's a there's huh. a, a federal corrections there. Yeah, he was there. Were you in? Did you have to go to the jail for your, or was it just no. Fort Dix? No, Fort Dix oh. held the jail. It's just like, it's just like um. Leavenworth. Well, yeah, Leavenworth is a big federal penitentiary right on the base too, oh. and Nevada there was a lot. No, Nevada was down the street from the base, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay, that's cool. All Maybe right, you so heard that story while you were there then I and you saw know. something. No, I don't know. Because I, no I, I had not heard of this. All right. Before. So he goes to jail. He gets sentenced. Yeah. He at his uh, sentencing, three of the bank employees who uh, three different ones. It doesn't say if they were all they from the same bank. They were there. Um, and it was the first time that he had faced a victim without wearing a mask. Uh, he did not enjoy that experience, he said. Oh, little personality issue there, huh? Yeah. So he says, this is a quote from him. Um, he wrote a one-page letter apologizing for the robberies and traumatizing his victims. Yeah. This is coming from this website. I'll give you the website name in a second because I'm reading it directly from this, and I will link it below. But this is a good website for learning about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was I? So he wrote a one-page letter apologizing for the robberies and traumatizing his victims, and he choked with emotion as he read. He said, I've always rationalized my conduct by believing that robbing banks had no victims. He said, I don't think that now. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Can you relearn how to be a not robber in 15 years? Well... Um, with remorse. Some people think that that's what the prison is supposed to do. I think that that's what the prison is supposed I know. to do. I have a lot of faith in people. people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the prisons are uh, punishment. So, and you think that they're supposed to teach people how to. So it is a punishment, but I think in certain mm-hmm. situations, uh, he did end up killing it, someone. It sounds like he had remorse. But what did he get yeah. sentenced? How many years did he get sentenced? Like over hundred. Seventeen. Oh, so it was supposed to be one hundred and fifteen, but because he cooperated so well with the with law enforcement, he and like I said, he actually sat down with the FBI and made a training video. Oh, did we talk about that? Was he doing that while he was in prison? Yes, that was after after the sentence. So did he volunteer that, or did they yes. come to him? Uh, it said that it was part of a deal. So for he was it, teaching. So he made a deal. He was with teaching him. math to. He was teaching calculus, yeah. yes. So he was a model behavior. It sounds yeah. like he had remorse. So they let him out on good behavior after yeah. 15 years. Okay, so he's probably on probation and all that kind of stuff. He's 74 years old right now. 
Yes, that was he was 69 when he was let out, and that was yeah. in 2017. Five years ago, right? Man, he got out, and just a couple years later, locked down again. <laughs> Why? Uh, COVID. Everyone. Was oh down. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. He got out in 2017. Yeah, yeah. May of 2017. Three years later, yeah. Three years, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> three years, you get you get three years, and you All get right, locked down. So again. what did he do for the FBI? He he taught them he about. Cre- yeah, he talked to them and taught them how he successfully robbed all of these banks for 30 years without. I mean, had those boys not been boys and been playing in the woods mm-hmm. and opened that, he wouldn't have been caught. He hadn't been caught. Mm-hmm. They, you yeah. know, there was, he wasn't leaving any evidence is what I read too at this, the crime scenes. There was nothing. Yeah, he was pretty smart. So he, aside from leaving the karate thing in one of the bunkers, that was dumb. But they'd again, got, we're glad that, yeah, they'd have probably gotten DNA off a lot of that evidence, probably somehow trace something. Probably, I feel like he would have been but careful about that. Yeah, though. but right, they went. They had so much evidence and so many angles to look at, and he left them. Yeah, a nice big clue. Yeah, so. and so he he actually made training videos with the FBI that apparently the FBI uh, will show. They show it to law enforcement academies. Mm-hmm. So what I assumed was either police academies yeah, or at the yeah. FBI academy. FBI academy. FBI academy. So that's because they're again they're the bank robbery. That's their they're they're mm-hmm. the primary for bank robberies. Yes, I have a ton of, I didn't do it this week, but I have, unless you want me to read them this week, I have a bunch of statistics on bank robberies, but spoiler, we're talking about another bank robbery next week <laughs> that was solved with genetic genealogy. Oh, how, yeah, how so exciting. Stay tuned. Yeah, we're, we're doing a genetic genealogy, but it's a bank robbery. So I guess maybe I'll leave the statistics for next week. You guys will have to tune in next week because there's some interesting facts. I originally intended to do that. If you like this episode, you're going to have to. (laughs) You're right. You don't have to stick around until next week. Okay. Yeah. If you like hearing about the bank robberies, I've got a bunch of really cool statistics and facts on that. All right. So that is it for. Was that? Did you you learn something? That was interesting. Yeah. I think this was mostly like a learning one. I'd never heard of him Mm -hmm. before. And our main goal is to talk about things we've never heard yeah. about before, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? So thank you guys for listening. Again, tune in next week for another bank robbery, but with a <laughs> twist. <laughs> tune in for another bank robbery, yes. <laughs> yeah, but with some more twist. Um, and then f- go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram if you want to see all the behind the scenes. We post updates, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. We're True Crime Archives podcast. Twitter is TC Archives Pod. And then you can go, there's, what is this now, 53 episodes, mm-hmm, Dad? Mm-hmm, yeah. So we have now 53 episodes that you can download and binge right now anywhere you listen to your podcast. So yep. go give us a f- uh, subscribe, follow. I know every app does it differently. Um, right, and right. download and binge all of our episodes. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye. Bye.